I listened to Kyle's corner. That's what I because I, I wanted to hear what that sounded like. What did y'all think? What'd you I thought it was great. I thought it was good. That was, was funny. Yeah. I need to text him. He hasn't he hasn't said anything about this week's, but this yeah, is serious, was- Honeycut. If he's not bought in, get his out of here. <laughs> That's Same. our cold open. I want to make that our cold open. <laughs> <laughs> if he's not bought in, get his out of here. That's good. John. <laughs> then, I'll, then I'll have to mark the explicit check when I submit it to Yeah, we can't, we can't. We can't do that. Do it. Do it. I'll bleep it out. I'll bleep do out. It. I'll bleep out the A word. Welcome back to episode three of the FL FFL podcast. It's your host, Matthew Honeycutt, back with you. In today's episode, we're going to be recapping week two, all the happenings in week two, and forecasting for week three of the FL FFL league. Uh, also today, I'm joined, of course, with our co-hosts, John Lassie and Will Myers. What's going on, guys? How are y'all doing? Flying high at 2-0. and oh. Flying high at 2-0. and oh. Man, I wish I could say the same. What about you, Will? How you doing? My team is poo. We're 0-2. I'm right there with you at 0-2. It is poo-poo. You're Although, right. I was, I was encouraged by my team's performance this week. It was definitely a bounce back, but yeah, it was still a loss. So, Dude, I, I was following yours. I actually I thought you were going to make the comeback. For a while. That, so I actually was out of town this week, and I got on a plane. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. I, I really thought I got on a plane like halfway through the first run of games. Yeah. And my, my players were, were making some pushes. And I thought oh, this might this might happen. But when you're going up against Kyler Murray, who was the, the player that really kind of put Lassie's team over the top, I really feel like that was a difference to quarterback play. I couldn't quite pull it out. But I mean, well, just- I don't know, man. At the very end with, with uh, this, the, Tannehill going into overtime. I mean, literally, I think if Tannehill would have thrown a touchdown. Well, he, I had, had, he had a touchdown that was – did y'all see that play with uh, Julio Jones? Yes, no. I thought it was a touchdown, yeah. Right, so that that could have been the difference in our game. It was literally like a blade of grass between a touchdown and not a touchdown. But anyway, close close game this week for us. It is, and we're going to get to that Kyler-Christian McCaffrey combination later. But, I mean, just – it's going to be tough. Tough to overcome that. Yep. But real quick, uh, John Last, you want to give us a quick uh, update on the pod, podcast stats? Yes. So we have uh, launched two episodes. We are live in anywhere you can get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, and all the other and other apps that you can get podcasts in, which is pretty exciting. We have 30 total plays across both our episodes and an estimated audience of – 10 which is not even our whole league but that's okay how do you can you explain how we have 30 total plays over two podcasts but an estimated audience of 10 what does that mean do you know i just is what anchor tells me okay interesting. i think the estimated audience of 10 is like subscribers got it cool subscribers um we do are represented mostly by the united states but we have one listener in germany and one in the philippines so if you are a listener in germany or in the philippines shoot us an email at flffl.pod at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you 
Also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FLFFFL underscore pod, where we post various things about the week. And you might, if you DM us and send us an email, we might do a mailbag segment. Yeah. So, I mean, international, we would love to hear from those folks, try to get you some content that'd be helpful for you and your league maybe as well. So that's pretty cool. Pretty cool to know um, that we got some listeners from over there. Um, and let's hop right into it, man. Let's get to our quick takeaways from week two. Uh, some of the things that happened across all the leagues, week two of fantasy football. Will, kicking it to you. Yeah, this is probably pointing out maybe the most obvious statement in all of fantasy football. But Travis Kelsey's really uh he is by far the best player relative to his position in fantasy. And it's really not even close. Like Gronk and and, and Gronk's on my team, but I do not expect him to continue this stellar what a, what a great start. On. It, it is like for his stats are through two games, 12 receptions, 129 yards and four touchdowns, and Travis Kelsey has still scored more fantasy football points than Rob Gronkowski. That, like, wow. that's, inc- that's incredible. It is. Four, four touchdowns in two games, and he's still behind. <clears throat> and then TJ Hawkinson's also equally great, but they really just can't sniff Travis Kelsey. Like, and they're he, two and three on the list? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and there's quite a bit of a gap between them and Darren Waller, who's four. But, tra- I mean, Travis Kelsey is unreal. So that that's all I really wanted to point out, which again is probably the most obvious statement in the world. But I think it bears repeating: he is that good. I mean, I, and it may be obvious, but I think we need to hear it. Like that that gives great validity to him going in the first round. That there's that absolutely, big yeah, yeah. Un- unquestionably. Yeah. Okay. That's a great takeaway, John. What about you? Takeaway for week two. Yeah, so takeaway for week two for me, honestly, it's kind of combined week one and two, but um, we had some t- three of our top five quarterbacks drafted um, um, are outside of the top 19 right now. Uh, so just had a slow start. You got, you got Allen, who is drafted as a quarterback two in round four. He's currently quarterback 19. Aaron Rodgers was drafted as quarterback four in round five, and he's a quarterback 25. And Dak was drafted quarterback five in round five, and he's quarterback 16. So just a slow start for some, some guys that we a lot better um, right off the start. John, I'll ask you the same question Honeycutt asked me last week. Of those three, who are you most worried about? I am honestly most worried about uh, Aaron Rodgers. I don't, I'm just not convinced this is his um, come, you know, whatever you said last week. Revenge, the, um, revenge tour. Revenge tour. Yeah. Mostly because he, and I, I said this last week too, he had that last year, which he had that MVP season last year, right? Wasn't he MVP last season? Yes. Um, and so he just killed it last season. And the season before, he had a horrible year. And so he came off of that year. Everyone was like, not sold on him and publicly just saying he was kind of washed up at fantasy and maybe in, in general. And then he came out with an MVP season. So I don't think this is going to be it. I, I was watching that game last night and there's just a couple times his body language is really bad. He just is not, I don't think he's really sold on this season. For you the think Packers he just kind of wants out and he's yeah. doesn't care. Yeah, okay. man. And I, I, I don't know. Some of his, he's just a great, his, some of his throws, that throw he made to Devontae Adams on the sidelines was an incredible throw. Oh, yeah. No, he's definitely talented. I'm not I'm not at all saying – I mean, he's 
I think he's the most one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league for sure. But I just don't think he's in it at, with the Packers. And I think he's just, I think he's just checking the boxes until he can leave. Honeycutt, do you agree? I mean, with these three, with the other options being Allen and Dak, I I think so. But I don't know if he's just that far from those two. Okay. I, I think I think it was evidence last night that week one was just a bad game, and everyone's due a bad game. And I think he's going to do fine this year. But of the list, I'm a Dak. I like Dak. I think they're going to throw a lot. And Allen is the same way. Gunslinger. See, I'm I'm worried most about Allen. Really? Okay. Of those three. Yeah, I I, I I am still a believer in the Aaron Rodgers revenge tour. So. Okay. I just got a note here from intern Steve. I misspoke. I'd said these guys were all outside the top 19. Dak is actually QB sixteen, so he's he's uh, they're all still, outside the top fifteen. Well, yeah, still well below oh, yeah. where you would expect him. To sure, be. sure, but you know, intern Steve keeping us honest. So thanks, intern Steve. Thanks, intern Steve. Couldn't do it without you, man. Couldn't do it without you. Um, yeah, I, that's interesting. I, we that's something else we can revisit, kind of like the list um, last week from Will. Let's revisit this later in the league and see if Rogers is is the guy still that we worried, or is it Allen? Where's it Dak? Any of the three? I'd, I'd I'd rank them in that order. I'd say Rogers. I'm most worried about then Allen and then and then Dak. Yeah. Well, we will see as the uh, as the uh, year continues to to go on. But um, as far as I go for my takeaways, um, and it's kind of like what John did. This is kind of a combination of week one and two, but some strong starts for some uh, mid to low round picks. I mean, I'm going to run through a list here. So we got Debo Samuels, who was drafted in the eighth round, pick 89 by, I believe, Millennium Falcons. Is that right, Will? Yes, it is. Yeah. And he is currently wide receiver three. So great value in the eighth round to be the wide receiver three um, in points scored so far over two weeks. Uh, The second one is Mike Williams, even later draft. Drafted in the 10th round, pick 109. I think it is to the Cooks. Hold my Cooks. And he is currently wide receiver six. Um, Chargers offense, I don't don't know. I think he'll continue. I don't know. We'll see if he ends up in the top 10. I don't think he will be. We'll see. What about Debo? Uh, Debo looks good. Debo looks good. I think he, he has a great chance to be in the top 10. Yeah. I like him. I think that was a, a good pick by you. I'll give you credit where credit's due. Um, the offense looks pretty good. Bless you. He is really a a good a good uh, good player. But continuing on the list, the third one, and now we're starting to get to some undrafted folks, which is crazy. We have Sterling Shepard, who was picked up off of waivers by I think No Keepers League, um, and he's at wide receiver nine. And he's had two pretty big games and looks consistent um, with targets and receptions. We'll see if that continues. Daniel Jones looks a little bit better. He ran a ton the other night. So we'll see if he that did. Continues. And he didn't trip. He did not trip. I was waiting. I was waiting for the trip and it didn't happen. <laughs> but didn't he have that really long run? It was called back. So he did not actually get to redeem his trip. Do I remember that right? So, yeah, one of the runs got. Uh, like it was the long one where it was like 40 or 40 yards or something like that at least. And he, he did not trip, but 
that was called yes. back for a hold or something like that. That's that's terrible. And if I'm remembering correctly, he still got some of the yards on that play because of the penalty that was called. Mm. I, I can't remember, though. I, I'm not sure. So that's Sterling Shepherds. I don't think he'll remain in the top ten. Don't think so. And then, guys, this guy is killing me right now. He's killing my team. <laughs> and that is Cordell Patterson is running back number 10 as an undrafted free agent pickup, which – so the difference I would say is a waiver is like, okay, that's someone we're looking at. Someone wants to pick up really quick. A free agent pickup is when waivers are done and you can just pick the player up. <laughs> and he is running back 10 and he has taken all the touchdowns from Mike Davis. I could get on a rant right now. I've watched all both games because I'm just expectant that Mike Davis was going to – do better. And they keep giving all the red zone targets to Patterson. And so that's hilarious. I'm getting worked up, but oh, it's killing, it's killing me. Anyways, so Cordell Patterson is running back 10 right now. And he is like PPR to the max. Like he's they're like they're slinging him out to be a receiver. They're using him all kinds of ways. And I just I, I don't know. It baffles me. It baffles me. I would love to hear y'all's feedback on this one because I'm just at a loss for words. I'll uh, I'll give you a little bit of a uh, – it might help um, ease some of your pain a little bit, Honeycutt, because we all would have called you absolutely crazy if you drafted Cordero Patterson in the fifth round instead of Mike Davis. So, Okay. That, that didn't quite do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Will, Will, you got anything? I better? guess what I'm saying is he's not going to – I don't think he's going to say RB10. I mean, I think it's going to fade, and I think Davis will step it up. But, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy that he's uh, he's had such a hot start. Yeah, I, and I'll kind of add there have been a, a number of running backs, like I mentioned last week, who started off really, really slow. And so I think as those guys get going, they'll they'll jump him. I mean, I'm looking at uh, Patterson stats, and he only had 8.7 points in week one, and then he had you know 24 uh, last week, so or this week. So I don't I don't expect him to get 24. I think he's going to be coming around 10, you know, because he'll get five carries, three or four receptions, and then you know some yards there. So. I don't. I don't expect him to be running back ten for very long. But to to help me on the other end, what what about? Oh, you're, you're yeah, you're screwed. Mike Davis is not an answer. But I I said that from the beginning of the year. So yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, for all those managers out there besides me that have Mike Davis, like what trade? Yeah, yeah, trade. Yeah, but how do you trade and get something of value back for Mike Davis? Well, you you'd have to throw in. I mean, I'm looking at your team, Honeycut. You have several players who are very, very valuable: Russell Wilson, Devontae Adams, and DK Metcalf, for example. I'm sure you could get a quality running back for one of those three players. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's good. Well. Cordell Patterson. And then one more. Don't want to leave this guy off the list um, before we move on to our top four player rankings for each position. Hollywood Brown, uh, which I think he is also on the Millennium Falcons. Is that so, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he is currently at wide receiver eight, and he was drafted at 104, which is that round 10 too? 
Is that when you got him? Yeah, it'll be around round, round 10. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, so, I mean, that's still in the top 10 in the round 10. That's our at wide receiver uh, above 10. That's pretty Gosh, good. Two it, top 10 wide receivers picked outside of or in round eight and round 10. That's nuts. Yeah, that kind of draft will win you a league. Just not me because I'm 0 and 2. But <laughs> yeah, hey. we'll see if they keep it up. I mean, so good question to toss at you of those two that are on this list which one do you think will pan out over the long term i think i know the answer but well if, if you mean pan out be a top 10 i think devo's the guy but i yeah. do think hollywood brown is going to be very valuable as a fantasy player this year he might end up at wide receiver eight but i definitely think he could end up in the top 20 which would put him at a very solid wide receiver number two for any team so um, Debo's a wide receiver number one, I think, for the rest of the year. I do think Hollywood Brown, though, is a really good player, and you would be ecstatic to have him in the flex, and you'd be very happy to have him as a wide receiver, too, I think. Because you look at that Baltimore offense, and you have Mark Andrews, who hasn't been doing great from a fantasy production standpoint. And then that's really it, other than Hollywood Brown. They are decimated at running back. So, you know, I think – for a while, he's going to be the option in Baltimore. Yeah, it's so true. That's good. I agree with you. What I said. I think Debo. He's really got a shot to crack the top ten receivers. Yeah. Um, but Hollywood still's got some value. Cool. Well, that is a a quick take. Our quick takeaways from week two. Um, now we're going to take a look at uh, player rankings, uh, scoring points uh, for each position real quick just to give everyone a quick update on this so you may you maybe you don't have time to go look at it you can hear it here uh so at quarterback we have kyler murray he's quarterback three uh, no he's this is in order it's so their quarterback one through four but their draft position is what i put in parentheses yes yeah so he was qb3 in the draft uh number two is patrick mahomes he was drafted as qb1 we have tom brady at three um qb9 uh, in the draft and then we have uh, Russ, um, let Russ cook, Russell Wilson, and he was drafted at quarterback seven. I love him. He's on my team. Great. Uh, at running back, we have Derrick Henry. He had another 40-point week. I think that was his third or fourth of his career. Pretty crazy. Um, and he was drafted at running back four. Number two, we have Christian McCaffrey, which we all know he was the number one uh, pick in the league, number one running back. Three was Aaron Jones, had a massive week. Um, he was drafted at RB7. We have Nick Chubb rounding out the running backs, top four, and he was RB8. Um, receiver, it's crazy to think that these top two guys are on the same team. Um, and so that's Cooper Cup, and he was drafted at wide receiver 17. We have number two is Tyler Lockett, which I was very wrong about um, on my pick last week. Sorry, Wally. Um, but as Lassie said off air earlier, this is the first time in history he has ever been back to back weeks above 25. Is that right? Is that I say that right? Yeah, not not counting um, week 17 of last season to week one of this season, which to me doesn't count as consecutive weeks. But yeah, cons- yeah. Cons- consecutive weeks in the same season. Right. Yeah. He's never been over 25 uh, in consecutive weeks. Crazy, crazy. Um, but I mean, he is getting 
Metcalf isn't getting as many touches, at least touchdowns, because um, I have Metcalf. Lockett's looking pretty good. We'll see if it if it stays. Um, and then uh, at number three for wide receivers, we have Debo Samuels, which we talked about earlier, and he was drafted as wide receiver 40. And then rounding out the wide receivers, we have Adam Thielen, um, and he was drafted at wide receiver 18. Um, and then tight ends, really quickly, we have Travis Kelsey, which we talked about earlier, tight end one, drafted at tight end one. Two, we have Gronk. It, do we have a resurgence of Gronk? Um, we'll maybe talk more about that. Um, just crazy. His camaraderie with Brady is just insane, um, especially in the red zone. And then third, we have TJ Hawkinson, tight end, uh, drafted at tight end six. And then number four to round tight ends, we have Darren Waller, the baller, at tight end uh, two in the draft. So maybe real quick, I'll toss it to y'all. Of this list, what's maybe a guy who you don't expect to stay in the top four in any of these slots? I'll let you go, Will. Yeah, so I think Tom Brady. Uh, I I think he will be fine, but um, I don't he'll know slide. if he's yeah he'll slide out of the top four. He'll slide out of the top four, maybe the top seven or something like that. Honestly, I could see the running backs not changing, and I could see the tight ends not changing. As far as those four, their order might flip a little bit, but I think both of those are the Gronk is obviously we don't exactly know, but. Kelsey's the real deal. Waller's the real deal. And Hawkinson, we talked about this last week. There's no one else to throw the ball in Detroit. It would not shock me if all four wide receivers are different by the end of the year. But I agree. we'll, we'll I agree. see on that one. Yeah, I, I, don't have, I don't have much else to say or to add to that. I think we'll hit. I think the – you know, I'm not convinced Brady will stay a top three quarterback. Um, I, I mean, I think he'll be good, but I think he'll be just outside that top five. Um, running backs, I'm great with, you know, except CMC needs to, to jump up. Just kidding. He, he may not catch uh, – no one will catch Henry this season maybe. The receivers are the biggest surprise, I mean, as we've talked about. This is insane that, I mean, Cooper Cup, Lockett, Debo, and Thielen are the top four guys. I don't think anybody would have guessed that at the beginning of the year. So, Yeah. I mean, and it's early, but I, I'll i echo what y'all say. I, I agree. I think quarterback, running back, tight end, those lists look closer to what they're pretty close. Wide receiver, I believe, it. like Will said, all four of those could be off the top four by the next two weeks and definitely by the end of the year. So, Let me ask you this. What do you think the chances are that Brady and Gronk drop outside the top four? Like, for example, looking at tight end, I can really only think of one other tight end who I think could jump into that top four, and that's George Kittle. Yeah, I, I mean, Other I, than I, that, like, I don't think anybody's really going to be a significant threat to usurp Gronk on that list. I, I agree with you based off just percentages. If you were breaking, breaking down percentages, Tom Brady is more likely yeah, to not be okay. in the top four just because there's no – tight end is just so slim. Yeah. And Gronk has started so hot. Like, his hot start could get him to stay in the top four for probably the next four weeks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you're probably right. Because he scored four touchdowns already. That's just crazy points. Um, and so I think out of those two, I, I mean, maybe to toss another question, which one of these receivers do we feel like has the highest percentage to stay in, in the top four to five maybe? Uh, to me, it's a toss-up between Cooper Cup and Debo Samuel. 
Okay. I think Cup is just getting – I mean, I think he and, and Stafford have a crazy good connection, a lot of chemistry, and, you know, he's just getting a ton of receptions. And then Debo is is the guy in San Francisco and, and has looked really good. I'm You know, Lockett's really boomer bust, so I think he's going to drop. Um, Thielen, I think, will stay in the top ten. I just – I don't know if he'll stay top four because of Jefferson there. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, you know, you look at the guys competing with Cup – is Robert Woods hasn't been super impressive. The, I mean, he's been good. I, I think, I don't even know nothing outstanding, not number one, obviously a like cup is. And then Devo being the number one guy in San Francisco, the other two guys just have to, a lot of competition. I think DK will come back and resurge this season and, and Jefferson, it, you just can't count him out. So. Yeah. Will, what's your take on that? Yeah, I kind of agree. Like, if you look at all of their situations, Cups is the only one that's different, right? He's got a new quarterback, and he obviously has developed a really good rapport with Matt Stafford. So, yeah, I think he's probably the most likely, as surprising as it is. And don't get me wrong, Cooper Cup's a really good player, but would anybody have him in their top four? No, but he seems to have, you know, really found something with Matt Stafford. So, Lockett's got to deal with DK. Adam Thielen's got to deal with Justin Jefferson. Both of those guys are are amazing players. You know, I, I think they will take away some of what these guys have been producing last couple of weeks. So yeah, I think I think Cup is the as, as shocked as I am to say this the most likely. Granted, all these guys being in the top four is kind of shocking to me, but Cup is the most likely to stay based on the first couple of weeks. I think. Yeah, man, I'm kind of going fifty fifty between Debo because, uh, like you said, Lassie, he has a really good situation and he's kind of it there. And so I, I I would love to see his reception breakdown. Does any intern Steve? I wish you could get that for me. Um, what's been his target share? Um, let's see. We may have to get that at a later time. Um, but yeah, I think Cooper. He's looked good though. I've watched both Rams bits and pieces of both Rams games and he definitely has a report with Stafford. Um, but we'll yep. see. I, not just because I have him, but I fully expect Devonte Adams to be somewhere up there by the end of the season. Hopefully depends hopefully. on the Aaron Rodgers revenge tour, man. It does. He hadn't gotten the end zone yet. <laughs> um, and he still had a pretty good week this second week. So I'm hopeful. Um, maybe from y'all, what's a player who may sneak in or, or you feel like by the end of the year will regain or finish a top four, specifically wide receiver? Hmm. I, I mean, pick a name. There are so many good wide receivers. Devontae in the Adams. League, like, yeah, yeah, like Devontae I Adams. I mean. <sighs> uh, De- DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams. I mean, any, any of those guys who were taken early – in our draft, I think have. I mean, and with with Gallup going down, there's there's a good shot that CD Lamb could be in the. Like, he's a really good player. Wouldn't shock me to be there. He's going to be in a pass heavy offense. Maybe Jamar Chase. He's been really good so far. Um, I think he could emerge as he gets more comfortable in the system, like Justin Jefferson did last year. I mean, there are so many good receivers. It, that'd be that's really tough to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my vote's Devonte Adams. Because he's on my team, I need him yeah. to perform for sure. He's I mean, pick. Cooper Amari Cooper is number five, so he's just he's right outside that. Which, by the way, Lance has 
Thielen and Cooper, four and five uh, receiver. That's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. Wally Wally has one and two. Oh wow, yeah, you're right. Yeah, y'all are spoiling stuff. Stop <laughs> spoiling. Well, that's a that's a breakdown. Top four players. Um, I mean, it's it's time. We need to get into the the meat of it. Week two power rankings. Where do we stand after week two? In the FL FFFL league, will take it away. Yeah, so this this week uh, it's really hard not to have this team uh, number one. So if you look at points four, which is kind of my favorite metric to look for or yeah, to look at mm-hmm. when talking about a league, he has forty five more points than the next closest team over two weeks. That's that's amazing. We're of course speaking about Chubby Girl Laser Swift, and and you guys have alluded to this, but he currently has quarterback number two, running back number four, and running back number fifteen, wide receiver number one, wide receiver number two, wide receiver number nineteen, which is Jamar Chase, which I mentioned earlier, and he has to, the chair on top, the number two ranked defense. So complete and total domination. Um, I kind of talked about this. Lockett kind of worries me as. You know, can he sustain this? And Cup, to an extent, I said he's the most likely of those four to stay in the, stay in the top four, and I agree with that. But there's a ton of good receivers in this league. It wouldn't surprise me if Cup drops a little bit. So hopefully they can continue. But what, regardless, this is a team to be reckoned with. Um, they are really, really good. And a receiver we didn't mention in that top four that could be that he traded away was Calvin Ridley. Yeah. He, he traded away a really high – receiver for Tyler Lockett, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, kudos, I'll throw, I'll throw him some, uh, some love. I mean, great deal as of now. I mean, that's crazy. We'll see if it pans out. All right. I don't think anybody can really argue with that one. So far, this team has been by far the best team and it's not particularly close. Like I mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, and what's funny is they have the most points against, and they're still just completely dominating if any team in the league. Uh, next, uh, run CMC. Uh, they've scored the second most points in the league, but it's a very slim margin between the uh, them as the number two and the number three and the number four. Uh, let's just take a note of this. Kyler Murray scored 35.1 this week. <laughs> Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen scored 31 combined. So, um, And we talked about this earlier in the segment or earlier in the show. Kyler Murray and Christian McCaffrey scored a combined 60 points. Gaskin and McLaurin scored 37. So, honey, can't give me a break. Um, but this team is Murray <laughs> McCaffrey. I was um, wrong. Okay, guys. I was yeah. Wrong. It was bad. This team, they, they really are. Like, it's, it's Kyler Murray and it's Christian McCaffrey. And Terry McLaurin obviously had a great week. If he can – be that consistently, this team is going to be almost impossible to beat. Chubby Girl is going to have to keep that wide receiver number one or wide receiver number two going, that kind of pace in order to beat him if Terry McLaurin can play as consistently as he did last week. So uh, this team's number two in a close race with number three, the Funky Town Fellas. Um, this They had a kind of a bad week this week. Uh, Dak was the Dak that I know and love. Uh, as you guys know, my feelings on Dak as a leader of the Cowboys. Um, and also, sorry, he was, what were you one, he was one point away from winning. 
I know, heartbreaker. Yeah. I thought he was going to win with Aaron Jones, but they took him out because they were up so big in the I second know. half. I so was, it was killing me, man. Because right. we all if, picked, we all picked Funky Town. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. And, and they arguably should have won. Now you can say that Aaron Jones scored forty-one. Yeah, Derrick Henry on the other side scored forty-eight point seven. So ran into a bit of bad luck. Derrick Henry being phenomenal, and I'll go over that team in a little bit, but. Um, they had a really bad week from Dak and Amari Cooper. <clears throat> and this team is really, really good, but they do really, really need some flex help. Henry Ruggs and Rondale Moore had great weeks, but I don't expect them to be consistent performers at the flex. So this team might need to make a trade, maybe give up Amari Cooper, Adam Thielen, get maybe a slightly worse receiver to get two back, right? So trade away Thielen, Thielen or Cooper and get two solid receivers in return which I think would really up their uh, point scored. So something yeah, to think a, about. It was a risky play playing two tight ends, played a tight end and a flex. Yeah. And, you know, I, I like Dallas Goddard. I mentioned at the beginning of the year, it wouldn't surprise me if he were replaced Logan Thomas as a starting tight end on this team. I did not think he would be the flex though. So he, he played yeah. that this week, week two, he played two tight ends. I know. Yeah. That. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He played Logan Thomas as his tight end and Dallas Goddard as his flex. So, yeah. I mean, if he'd have um, played Ruggs or more, he'd have won the week. Big time. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and again, this team is still a really good team. I really like the starting lineup. You know, Aaron Jones can go off for 40. Dak can go off for 40. Amari Cooper and Adam Thielen can go off for that amount. So, they've got really four really viable options to, to go off and, and try and win them a week. But so, yeah, despite the loss, I still really like this team. Hoping Gibson can pick it up a little bit, but. Yeah, that that is a huge uh, wish for this team because if he gets better, watch out. They're going to be tough. Yep. Um, Next, this is another really good team. You know, I've talked about them before. Uh, No keepers. So I think they were just one below. I think they were five last week. They're four this week. Tom Brady's great. And we talked about a bounce back week for Austin Eckler last week. He did. I think Honeycutt, you predicted he would score more than 22. He got 22 and a half. And really with this team, the way I see it is if if Eckler and Carson can put up 22 and 15, which you drafted Austin Eckler in the first round, I believe, to get the 20-point mark. Chris Carson's a really good running back number two. If he can hit 15, I really think he just needs about 45 points from his three wide receivers with Stephon Diggs, Chris Godwin, and Sterling Shepard, which is completely doable with Hawkinson and Brady friend to really, really be a force to be reckoned with. So um, he's really strong everywhere, doesn't really have any holes, does not quite have the star power of a team like Funky Town Fellows with Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is on a different level than Austin Eckler. So And Dak Prescott, quite frankly, I think, can have those 40-point games that Tom Brady might not have as much anymore. So um, watch out for this team. They're, they're a good team. Um, bench, bench might be a little questionable. I mean, they <laughs> – yeah, but yeah, I mean Tyler Boyd had 14 this week. Uh, Zach Pascal had 15. Devin Singletary had 17. So so far, I'm not super worried about their bench. Yeah, hopefully Brandon Ayuk can. Well, for his sake, not for mine, because I have Debo Samuel. But hopefully Brandon Ayuk can step it up a little bit and really kind of be a factor. But I think he's got some options. But again, you you just have to get through the bye weeks and make the playoffs. And then once the playoffs hit, you know no more bye weeks and his starting lineup is as good as any so far this year. So um, watch out for them. 
next, we have another team that won this week. Uh, they're now one and one, Gangsta's Paradise. So, real quick question. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you, Will. No um, problem. Does that stop us at the two and O mark? All those teams above were two and O. Uh, I believe except so, for except for Funky Town. Funky Town lost this week, like we mentioned, but um, I still think they, you know, showed enough to stay above no keepers because, like I mentioned, they have that star power that I'm a big fan of. I'm a huge fan of Aaron Jones. I think he's really, really good. So, so. we t- we only have three teams in the league. Three there. teams are two and zero. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um. So yeah, back to five. Gangsta's Paradise. The running backs came back down to earth. Dave Montgomery scored eleven. DeAndre Swift scored twelve. That's about what you would expect. Um, but they have Travis Kelsey. Jalen Hurts is proving to be an incredibly viable fantasy quarterback, not just that high floor that I've talked about at the beginning of the year. And you have DeAndre Hopkins, you know, watch out for him. And then also a little bit of a, a, a sneaky bit here. He's got Michael Thomas just throwing that out there, sitting mm-hmm. on IR. So Interesting. Interesting. You know, he played Leonard Fournette in the flex this week, but think about if he has DeAndre Hopkins and Michael Thomas. I don't know if Michael Thomas is going to be the same Michael Thomas as he was with Drew Brees, but the Saints have no wide receivers, so I I have to think he'll get a ton of looks if and when he comes back this season. So, Do we know, like, is there a target for when, when we think he will come back? So let's see here. I feel like I heard week seven or eight. I think that's right. Um, He'll first be eligible to return October 25th following the Saints week six bye. So, yeah, week seven or week eight um, because he was put on IR. So just watch out for that, you know, maybe trade bait so he can improve his other wide receiver and flex positions or his just his running back position. He needs help there. So we'll see. But keep an eye on gangsters. They have Michael Thomas just kind of floating under the radar. Uh, next, number six, we have Birdman. They are 0-2, but um, they have Corderell Patterson sitting on a bench. Secret weapon, Corderell Patterson. <laughs> don't, um, don't say Yeah, that. so I just think this team had a pretty bad week. Um, you know, Dalvin Cook scored 20, Damon Harris scored 12. I completely expect that to be the case. Matt Stafford had 17. I think he's probably closer to 20 points. And then he needs Robert Woods and DJ Moore to step up. Um, and even Darren Waller only scoring third. Or I'm sorry, Darren Waller scoring 11 and a half. That's trouble. This team needs flex up as well. <clears throat> Maybe trading Dalvin Cook away to get, you know, another running back and an improved wide receiver would actually think really, really help this team because I don't think Cordell Patterson is the answer. Um, but Dalvin Cook is great. You know, he's one, he's a person you can build off of. So we'll see if that, that sticks. So, yeah, I really do think one of those receivers is due for a big week soon. Yeah. I, I, I just think this team, and this is kind of maybe a, a, a possible trade. I think they need to try what trade away Dalvin Cook. Um, and then I don't know if, if DJ Moore and Devonte Smith, and Robert Woods, quite frankly, none of those guys I think is really that really wide receiver one that you're going to want on your team. So mm-hmm. I, I think they should think about trading Dalvin Cook and getting three starters uh, for their one starter, Dalvin Cook, and seeing if they can boost up that total points. Um, so we'll see. But uh, I think they're a, a, a decent team. I have them in the top half. Um, I just think that's one way they can improve. 
Yeah, does does that really pan out though? Like that strategy when you think about it, when you have someone that's so consistent that gets you so many points, when you break that in half or in thirds. Well, it depends. It it, it it depends, right? So, like Dalvin Cook, I think it's safe to assume Dalvin Cook is going to get you between twenty and twenty-five points every week, right? I think that's a fair assumption. Now, he's going to have his weeks where he has forty. He's going to have his weeks where he has fifteen or whatever. But I think on average, you can look at that twenty to twenty-five point range. But if you look at the rest of his team, right, like his bench for, or I'm sorry, his flex, for example. What do we think his flex is going to get with Devontae Smith week in and week out? Or Jalen Waddle or Cole Beasley or Meikle? Like, none of those guys are going to get you much more than 5 to 10 most weeks. So if he can take that 5 to 10 and turn it to a 15 or 20 and get another wide receiver who could be better than Robert Woods or DJ Moore and get another 10 points, and he gets a running back who's a 15 to 20 running back instead of a 20 to 25, his point score goes up if that math makes sense, right? He's adding 20 but losing 10. But I don't know if anybody is going to give him those three types of players for just Dalvin Cook. Well, they get Dalvin Cook and – Michael Hardeman or Jalen. That's I mean, what it would, ha- it would have to be that, right? So right. Like, look at my team, for example. So if you look at my team, and let me pull them up real quick. Well, hey, this we'll, is a good example. Well, Go you, I was going to say use my team because I need running back help. I was actually thinking of that. I may have a good package that would help him. Right. So, okay, let, let's use your team. Give me one second. Let me pull it up here. I'm thinking I could throw out DK Metcalf and then one of my top bench receivers – yeah, so here's what you would probably need to do. You'd probably – now here's the problem. Is he going to want James Robinson or Mike Davis? That's the real big issue with your team, right? If he wants James Robinson or Mike Davis, and you could throw in DK Metcalf or maybe even Devontae Adams, that would be a lot to give up. But think about it. You're going to get Dalvin Cook in return. And if you can get Robert Woods, that might be worth your time, right? If you can get – Dalvin Cook, Robert Woods, giving up James Robinson, Devonta Adams, and maybe Deontay Johnson, you might be able to make it work. Now, my team, for example, let's go to my team. If that's I just a lot. that's a lot. It is, but for, for for my team, it works because here's the deal: I have T. Higgins, Debo Samuel, C.D. Lamb, Julio Jones, and Hollywood Brown, all really, really valuable wide receivers who would all help. Birdman's team. If I could trade away Saquon Barkley plus Debo Samuel for Dalvin Cook, I mean that that might be worth it for him. It depends on how high he is on Saquon Barkley. Let's let's not use Barkley. Let's use Najee Harris. I mean that might work. So, yeah. anyways, that's that's kind of a, a thought process for for that team. I think they really do. They might need to move on from Cook to really, really bolster their the rest of their team because right now they're pretty top heavy. Um, yeah, which I mean, you want you want some amount of top heavy, but I think you need more than one player. And they, right now they just have one player. If he could get two starters in there and then Waller comes to life, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Um, so next we have this is the number seventeen. Hold my Cook. Um, they ran into a buzzsaw this week. Um, Lamar's great, and Brandon Cooks and Mike Williams have kind of been a revelation. If they can keep this up, mm-hmm. I think they can go pretty far. They might need to move some pieces around, and they have the pieces to do so. 
to try and improve at running back a little bit because their their running back is the one spot where I think they might they might run into some trouble. Um, but a solid team. Next, we have Matty Ice. Running backs are trash. My enemy are wide receivers to make some significant impact at running back for this team. But we've talked about that. Mike Davis is losing out to Cordell Patterson. So, and James <laughs> Robinson has not been what he was last year. No, he's not. He has not been that. So, unless he can turn it on, you need some significant help. So, I think you might need to look into moving on from a couple of those players and and just do the math, right? Like, if your overall score can improve on average, that's probably a move worth making. Which I don't think a lot of people look at it that way. They look at, oh, I'm giving up this player. I, you want your average score to improve. That, that's my methodology. Like, if your average score is going to improve, you're going to win more games. So, anyways. Um, nine is the Millennium Falcons. Nice bounce back week, uh, scoring fourth most this week. Um, but they still lost. Uh, man, I, I had you on the upset too, man. Didn't I know. Play. It was close. Really tried. Um, but I think you look for this team to climb in the rankings. Wide receivers are elite, and there's five of them that are – all very, very good options. Running backs are good for now. I think they could be great if Saquon Barkley continues to get healthy, continues to be more active with the Giants. Uh, if he is even close to realizing his upside from two years ago, this team could be really, really good. The one huge hole on this team is quarterback help. Um, even though a league has been won using Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> contrary to what some people have said, a league on has very podcast, and 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 it was this very league just a couple years ago, but it's probably not this year. So, probably not this year. That and 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 full disclosure, Ryan Tannehill did not start the championship game, but he outscored the starter that did start the championship game. So, the rule still applies. Ryan Tannehill can win you a fantasy football league. Anyways, now back to our shutters no. with you being so close to your mic. Ooh. Yeah. Also, also with this team though, I mean Julio Jones looked better. I mean, it looked yeah. like we we may have the Julio Jones of of what we know. Yeah. And so just another piece, T Higgins, who's gotten a lot of volume in in Cincinnati, Debo Samuel's, which we talked about earlier, CD Lamb, which is he still hasn't had his big week yet. But he's been consistently but he's, very but he's good. Been, yeah, but I'm just saying, I I expect him to have. A few bigger weeks, for yeah. sure. And yeah. don't forget about league winner Justin Fields. Potentially, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, well, I was the problem is of myself because I don't well, know if he's going to be. Also, I didn't even mention this. Najee Harris looked way better. Yeah, way better. Yeah, and 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 look when and just kind of when I drafted this team and I mentioned this the very first time we talked, boomer bust, right? And really, what I meant by that was. There's going to be some growing pains with Najee Harris. He's a rookie. Debo Samuel is coming off an injury. Saquon Barkley is coming off an injury. Julio Jones is in a new spot. Like there were bound to be some growing pains, but it seems like some of those have been somewhat, hopefully, resolved with Najee and Julio Jones, especially. And Debo Samuel obviously has been very, very good. So um, yeah. if if Saquon can get healthy and this team can win a few games to kind of stay within range of the playoffs, this team could be really, really dangerous because if they can find help at quarterback, which they've got the trade capital to do so, they're going to be a good team. I was going to say maybe a slight bold future prediction is if 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 Saquon Barkley gets back to what he was, this 
team could be in the championship. I don't, I don't think that's a stretch. I, I that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, with the pieces around him, if they continue to perform like they are, it's going to be a dangerous. And I hate giving you, I hate, I would hate for another Myers to win, but I'm just saying. It would if, be the worst, wouldn't it? I mean, it sure would. It would, it would stink. Yeah. It, it would, would stink. really stink. And so, I, it, but it's, it's, it's like, dang, if Saquon Barkley gets anywhere close to what he's been, this team is pretty dangerous. Yeah. And, it, and for those teams with who need running back help, uh, I will. I'm willing to move on either of my running backs. So just so you know, I haven't. I haven't told you this yet in text because we text a little bit about Barkley. But by week three or four, I I will be more interested in like trying to trying to swipe Barkley. Yay, Mike Davis! Yay, <laughs> yay. Well, you can have another good receiver. I don't uh, need receivers. Anyways, we'll move on. Okay. <laughs> Number 10, uh, not the worst team this week, uh, Daddy Kyle. Um, <clears throat> solid wide receiver play. I think losing Mostert really hurts his team. Um, but they moved up like I expected them to. They had a big win this week. Um, they might need to make a move and start Tony Pollard instead of Zeke. He's outperformed Zeke both weeks. Crazy. And – Looks like the better player. I watched the Cowboys game. Man, he looks so and good. And Tony Pollard looks better than Zeke, which when we talked about running backs last week, I said I'm the most nervous about Zeke. And he had a good week. He had 17.7. But Tony Pollard was better, and he looked better. So, Man, passes, jet sweeps, running, everything. Yeah. He looked, he looked really good. Yeah. So we'll see if, if Daddy has the the – Cajonis to make that move. I don't know if I would because, you know, you drafted Zeke in the first round to be the guy, but I don't even know if he's the guy on his real team anymore. So, so we'll see. And Um, I was, I was also texting with him over the weekend because we were playing each other and I was like, man, dude, you're going to have a tough, tough decision coming up. Like, do you, do you play both of them in the lineup at the same time? Do you play Pollard over Elliot? Just tough. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the thing about this team, and I was texting him, um, he I think once Ridley and Jefferson and Kittle get back to normal, like their average scoring, this team could be pretty good. And I, I've said that since week one or the preseason. I a hundred percent agree with you. <clears throat> they had a Jefferson and Ridley had a, a good week this week, but Kittle did not. So I think, you know, but again that there's a hole at the second running back. Now maybe he plays Zeke and Pollard, and that takes care of that hole at the second running back. Maybe that's the answer, but um, we'll see what they do. So, man, yeah, I would love to see a stat on that. Like how many, how many fantasy owners have played two running backs from the same team? I mean, the only the only viable team that I can think of where that would happen would be the Browns, right? Where you have yeah, Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that has happened. But other than that, I don't know if there's – in. I mean, Mike Davis and Cordero Patterson, maybe that's the new answer. Gosh. But anyways, <laughs> uh, next next we have Big Easy. I mean, this team is Derrick Henry, and that's really it. Josh Allen's been a huge disappointment. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, it, it pains me to say this, he stinks. Um <laughs> 
AJ Brown was the guy in Tennessee, but is Julio Jones just a better player? Maybe. I don't think AJ Brown's gonna, you know, make a living scoring seven point three. But Antonio Brown, with all the options in Tampa Bay, I don't know if you can rely on him um, because you have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and now you have Gronk, especially in the red zone. So that's going to be tough. It was nice to see Kyle Pitts. He got 12.3 points, which is not great, but it's good for a tight end. So, um, yeah, but this team is Derrick Henry. Like, who are we kidding? They're by far the best player they should think about moving him for some improved secondary running back. You know, there, there are options for this team. I think that they might need to look into. Yeah. Has anyone heard an uh, update on Henderson's injury? I haven't heard anything yet. Let me see. Rib cartilage injury and hopefully he'll be able to practice this week. So nothing yet. Okay. I mean, that's just an interesting piece for him. Yeah. And then finally, uh, we have Run DMC. Uh, Joe Mixon is Joe Mixon. I mean, what what can I say? Uh, and then, you know, Allen Robinson and Keenan Allen scoring a mind 25 points. That's just not going to get it done. Cole Komet at tight end with one point. They have a huge hole there. Justin Herbert is not getting it done either. Joe Mixon is not going to be reliable. You know, I this team needs some help and they need to make a move. And uh, Alvin Kamara is, a, you know, he's a pretty good option to move, in my opinion. I don't think looking at this bench even. Well, uh, sneaky a little bit, maybe Marvin Jones. He's had 18 and 17. He's had 11 targets and nine targets. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Marvin Jones could pop into that. Flexed. You start him over Allen Robinson. He's had two really bad games. And then J.D. McKissick has been a, a, a nice add, too. So maybe he plugs those two guys in. for Or, or uses those as trade bait, like just on their name yeah. alone. Maybe yeah. they've had two bad weeks, but still their name carries weight. Yeah. So that's those are the power rankings. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, hopefully we'll see some movement because I think some teams could really use an improvement at three or four starters. And they would just need to give one to get that so they get a net positive of three players. So um, hopefully we'll see some movement. I, I think there's a lot of possibilities in this league for some for some really good players to be moved. And uh, maybe we'll have to, to give some people a nudge and give them some ideas. Yeah, so it looks like our biggest mover of the week was Chevy Gurley's from six to one. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. They moved plus five. A lot of people stayed, you know, pretty darn close to where they were. Um, the next closest mover was Run DMC, who went down by four. He was 12, I believe, in the preseason power rankings. Got bumped up because he had a nice, really nice week one, but returned to earth in week two and um, moved back down to, to 12. So, yeah. Well, it, it, yeah, it looks like we may be getting a little bit closer into where they're going to to land, maybe. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some teams make some late pushes, hopefully. Especially if some teams make some moves. You never know how that those could shift. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. We ha- I don't know. There hasn't been a move since before week one, right? Not for lack of trying on my part, at least. I've been, <laughs> yeah, I've or been me. trying to some people. Me too. Yeah. Well, that is our power rankings for week two. Uh, let's move into our next segment with top performers from week two two um maybe john let's start with you 
Yeah, so uh, we've talked about this guy a lot, but Tyler Lockett again had 32.8 points, um, eight receptions, 170 yards, 78 yards, and a touchdown. Again, we've said this first time in his career getting 25 plus points in consecutive weeks. Um, just crazy. I, I don't think he's going to keep that pace up. Um, I think Lockett is going to lock it and he'll come back down to earth, but we'll see. And then the other top performer is Tom Brady, man. He has been, he defies, has defied everything, including time itself. 29.6 points this week, five touchdowns, 276 yards, and he had a fumble. So if he hadn't fumbled, he would have, would have had over 30. Um, just crazy that he's getting that kind of point score, you know, scoring that kind of points uh, without being a running quarterback is pretty crazy. Indeed. I mean, Lockett, he, he has done well first two weeks, man. Really, really well. What's been his target share? I, I mean, DK. I'm not sure just, where you, I, where do you find like target share percentage? I don't know that. I, I just kind of base it off of their, um, uh, total targets at, divided by total attempts by the quarterback. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those okay. two things. And I have Wilson on my so, team. Um, let's see targets. He's had Lockett this season has had 16 targets. Which isn't a huge amount. He had a five in week one and 11 in week two. I mean, 11 big, but five is not at all. So interesting, but I mean, he keeps performing. I mean, he's had like two or three deep bombs and that's what keeps him viable for sure. But uh, uh, I'll go ahead and talk through my top performers. Um, these are people that we've talked about, but, I mean, Cooper Cup, 37.8, nine receptions, 11 targets, 163 yards, and two touchdowns. As we talked about, he just looks like he has this magical rapport with Matthew Stafford, and I really don't know if it's going to stop. Like, Robert Woods, just the way they use him, they use him on a lot of, a lot of like, jet sweeps and stuff, and – I just think Cooper Cup is going to get a lot of the the viable passes. Um, so he he definitely could be a guy who hangs in there. I don't think he'll have 37.8 every week, but he's looking pretty good. Team's looking good. Um, and then the second one, man, this, this killed me. It killed me. I could have won my week if they would have given any touchdowns to Devontae Adams at all. They all <laughs> went to Aaron Jones. <laughs> He had four touchdowns, one rushing, three receiving. If I could have just pulled one or two of those, Adams, that would have been great. But don't want to take away from Jones' week. Um, I think he had six, six receptions for 48 yards, 67 rushing yards, and four TDs. What was Half of his receptions went for touchdowns. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, and he broke he broke forty, right, guys? Forty one, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like forty one and a half, I think. Yeah, golly, just a great week from a running back, and it almost got Lance the win. Almost, it was close, so close. But those are my two top performers. Will, what about you? Who you got? Uh, Derrick Henry, and it's not just because he is maybe the best running back in fantasy football. But really, when he goes, the entire Tennessee offense goes. So, like, he makes Tannehill play better. He makes the receipt. Like, Tennessee's yeah. offense was terrible last week, but they came alive in the second half. All of them did because of Derrick Henry. So, the guy's amazing, uh, and he makes everyone around him better, which helps. 
not just the team he's on in fantasy football, but the others as well. So the guy's I was, great. I was trying to look up a stat to see if he's had the most 40-point games of anybody. Um, I found – I think he has three or four, and that didn't seem like that would be the most. But And honestly, like I've said this before, not on a podcast, but of any running back I would want on my team – for the fantasy football playoffs, it's Derrick Henry. Yeah. It always seems like at the end of the year, especially, he just runs for 200 yards on the reg because it's in a season. No one wants to tackle this guy. And he's huge. Um, he's amazing. I, you know, Monty, I, I would give a lot up to get Derrick Henry. So hit me up. Uh, my other top performer is Gronk. He's Brady's go to guy. They have a great rapport. I don't think he will continue this incredible touchdown pace where he's on. Pace to score, I think, what, 34 touchdowns? It's obviously not going to happen, <laughs> but, uh, you know, maybe he gets to 12 or 15 even if he has an incredible year. So he's starting off right with four, so we'll see. But I think he's going to be a really, really valuable red zone target for Brady throughout the season. Yeah, he was cracking me up last night. Um, I started watching the Manning brothers as they, like, walk through Monday night football and they had Gronk on, and he – he was just cracking jokes about it. He never shows up to practice except for when they get in the red zone. And then he starts paying attention, which is yeah. accurate to his touchdown. <laughs> That's hilarious. But uh, uh, shout out to he's so He's so talented. I mean. I mean, he just – Brady just looks for him in the end zone. I mean, he was on the NFL 100, if I'm not mistaken, as one of the greatest tight ends ever. And he's still playing and still – Won another Super Bowl and is still doing really, really well. So, yeah, the guy's it, incredibly talented. Peyton was saying that I think him and uh, or, uh, Tom Brady and Gronk have an opportunity to break Peyton and Marvin Harrison's record, which is insane. Yes, That's insane. Wow, crazy. Um, so we'll see if they do it. Well, that was our top performers for week two. Um, are we ready to head into our matchup previews and predictions? Yep. Oh, yeah. First match up this week, we have Matty Ice versus the Millennium Falcons. Um, I see the Falcons getting a win here, but I do think what's going to be key is the running back battle, and uh, I think that goes to the Falcons because the both teams have pretty good wide receivers. So uh, we'll see what happens, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the Falcons here. Yeah, I got burned last time for picking Matty Ice. And I'm not going to let that happen again. So I'm going the Falcons here. They're a major boomer bust team like we've talked about. They've had a bust week, week one. They've had a so-so week per their potential in week two. And I think this is a big-time boom week. Falcons take their take their first W of the season. And bold prediction, they come away with the highest score of the week. The Falcons? The Falcons. Okay. And, right. and just something to note. Saquon Barkley, who's obviously recovering from that injury and is still not 100%, they play the Atlanta Falcons this week. The Giants do. So that could only help, you would imagine. Yep. Honeycutt? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm really not trying to be a homer, but <laughs> I feel like my time just has to come. It has to come. I've got to choose. i got to choose myself. All right. I'm going to choose Matty Ice and the boys, but it's going to be a very, very tight margin. Maybe like five within five points. Okay. 
All right. Ready? So next we have uh, Funky Town Fellas versus oh, slash. I want to put it put it on paper. DK Metcalf over fifteen. All right. That's not really a stretch, but I'll I say know. Saquon Barkley over seventeen. Okay. Which is a stretch considering he has not scored above 10. All right. Uh, let's go. Funky Town Fellas versus Gangsta's Paradise. Uh, this is two one and one teams. Um, looking down the roster, there are only a few spots where I like Gangsta's players more, and it's really just tied in in flex. So, but if Funky Town loses, I think it'll be really indicated that they might need to go get someone to fix that flex position. But I still think Funky Town's going to win this week. Um, They've got talent. I mean, I, I imagine Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott have a big bounce back week. Aaron Jones is Aaron Jones. I'm going to go Funky Town here. So, yeah, I think uh, Cooper and Thielen are going to have big weeks this week. Cooper's facing division rival. He had a, a down week in week two, and I love Thielen this, this season this far. Uh, but I'm not a big fan of Funky playing two tight ends uh, there. Didn't realize he did that this past week. Um, I'm going to go with Gangsta's. Uh, because I think Hop- Hopkins, Chark, and Kelsey are too much to handle. Here's my bold prediction. I think Thielen and Cooper will finish in the top six of wide receivers this week, but Funky Town still loses. Mm. So you think you think Cooper is a top six receiver, and you think Funky Town loses in spite of him also having Dak Prescott? Yep. Okay. Okay. So maybe that's a big game for CeeDee Lamb? What's up? I don't like that, but okay. Um, guys, I have fellas. Um, I have fellas taking it away this week. All right. Next, we have Big Easy versus Chubby Girlies. Um, I don't expect Derrick Henry to repeat his nearly 50-burger. And I think Chubb and Gordon are collectively better than Henry and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um, cause I just think Clyde is not great. I also like Mahomes more than Allen. Um, I, I think the girlies are the better team and I'm going to give you guys a bold prediction here. I think that Derrick Henry is held to less than 17 points this week. Okay. Wow. That's big. Um, okay. So, you're right. CEH hasn't been what we expected. He actually hasn't scored over 20 points in our scoring system since week one last year. Um, Yikes. And that's, you know, because we gave that one point bonus for over 100 rushing yards. But, but I think he changes that and goes off this week against the Chargers. Henry's also a beast. I think he continues his tear from week two. And I think it's going to be a beat down. I think Chubby Gurley's comes crashing down to earth. Bold prediction here. Big Easy walks away with the W. Henry and CEH outscore Chubb and Gordon by 15 or more. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I'm going to continue to go with Chubby Girlies until they lose. Yeah. Uh, so nice. That's my, that's my choice. I, I think Lockett will be less this week, but I still think he'll have, he'll bring enough to the table to help him win the week. Okay. All right, next we have Bird versus uh, Hold My Cook. I think this is the best matchup on paper. Uh, this is a tough one to pick, but Mike Williams and Brandon Cook's the difference. Look for them to bust. So I'm going to go Bird. 
But what if Mike Evans plays? Because he was sitting on the bench this week, and he could replace Cook or Mike Williams. I don't think it matters. I'm still going Bird. Yeah, I like Bird here. Um, I think it'll be a shootout. I think Stafford is going to have a shootout versus Tampa Bay. Bold prediction here, Stafford is going to outscore Lamar, uh, and Cook is going to have a solid week. Um, But I still think Bird's going to pull out the win. I have Birdman on paper. I think Hold My Cook is – not going to do as well. Um, I think Tyree Kill is not going to do as great as he has been doing, and um, Cook is going to have a big week. Big week. Nice. Also, Waller. I think Waller will be back to where he was week one. Cook, like Dalvin Cook has a big week, or Cook as in Hold My Cook has a big week? <laughs> Dalvin Cook. Okay. Or Brandon Cooks. Who yeah. knows? Doubt it. All right. Next, we have uh, Run CMC versus Run DMC. The battle of the team with the name that makes sense. CMC versus the team with the name that makes no sense anymore. DMC. Uh, I'm going to go CMC all day here. Uh, I've said this before. Unless DMC makes a move, I don't think they're going very far. Um, I'm going to make a bold prediction. I predict, and this is, I don't know if this has ever happened before, but Kyler Murray outscores Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen. <laughs> Bold, I know, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make that prediction and see if that can that can come true. All righty, yeah, I don't know if that's we'll see we'll see. That's not quite as outlandish as Honeycutt's last week, but you know. Um, so I'm gonna go with the Homer pick here and take my team, the better name, Run CMC. I think Murray and McCaffrey have big games. Um, we'll see if Jacobs is a go for Sunday. Um, I think that's my one – or maybe not my one weakness, but that is a weakness is my RB2. Alternating between Jacobs and Gaskin is is tough. Um, but Mixon is back to his normal self. I'm not high on Allen Robinson either. Um, my bold prediction is that Mixon and Robinson combine to score less than 20 points and CMC starts the year 3-0. Yeah, I'm picking run CMC over run DMC. Unanimous. Correct. Um, but I do I do believe Alvin Kamara will have a better week. Um, let me see. What did he do? Yeah, I'm calling Alvin Kamara over 20 this week. All uh, righty. Let's, let's do 20, 23, over 23. All righty. Last but, but not – oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, but still fall short of winning the week. All righty. Last but not least, we have no keepers versus Daddy Kyle. Um, there is not a player I like more on Daddy Kyle's team than on the keepers, with the exception of Aaron Rodgers over Tom Brady. I'm a big believer in the Aaron Rodgers revenge tour, but the rest of the roster, I'm going to go keepers over Daddy Kyle. Uh, Daddy needs – Jefferson really to really really step up, um, but with this matchup, I don't I don't know if it's going to be enough. He would need a huge week out of everybody on his roster, I think, to 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 outperform no keepers. So I'm going to go keepers here, and I think Sterling Shepard is the highest scoring wide receiver on the no keepers league this week. Okay, if I'm being honest, I want to believe in Daddy Kyle this week. I want to believe Zeke has returned to old, his old form. I don't think he has. I, I want to believe Aaron Rodgers is on his revenge tour. I don't think he is. San Francisco can't keep their running backs healthy. Kittle hasn't been good. Meanwhile, no keepers league. 
has a good team. Tom Brady, again, defying time. Hawkinson is a beast. Eckler and Carson are solid. Diggs and Godwin are doing well. Shepard has really revitalized himself. Is there really a weakness for no keepers league here? My bold prediction is Brady finishes in the top two quarterbacks this week and no keepers wins this one easily. Yeah, I, man, same, same, same thing that you said, Lassie. I really want to believe in this daddy Kyle team and I think they're better than they've played. Um, but I've got to go with no keepers league. I think from top to bottom, their roster is really solid and they're going to continue to perform. But again, I'm going to make a bold prediction on the team that's going to be the losing team. And I think George Kittle is going to get back to form this week and is going to have a really big week and go, I'm just going to say 20, 20, 20 above. Yeah, he needs he needs Kittle to really step it up. But, but I still think it will. he will lose the week. Yeah, yeah. And those are all the matchups. So maybe real quick, let's run through who we got. All right. Uh, Matty Ice versus Falcons. I have the Falcons. I have the Falcons. And I got Matty Ice. All right. Funky Town Fellows versus Gangsters. I have Funky Town. I have Gangsters. I have Funky Town Fellows as well. All right. Big Easy versus the Girlies. I have the Girlies. I have Big Easy. And I have the Girlies as well. All right. Bird versus Cook. I have Bird. Bird. And Bird for me as well. Unanimous. All right, run CMC versus run DMC. I have CMC. 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 All right, no keepers versus Daddy Kyle. I have got keepers. Keepers. NKL as well. NKL. All right, so uh, half of our projections are unanimous this week. So uh, we'll see if it. We'll see if the league is actually taking shape, where there are some teams that are going to be consistently better than others. Here's a little uh, a quick record update. Will and I are four and two in our project projections so, uh, predictions, and Matthew is uh, two and four. Yikes! Um, I did give I did give Will I, I gave you the win on one of them. Uh, I think you said uh, I think I texted you. You said that Girlies was going to win, and then you said Cook was going to win, and I gave you the win with with Girlies. So yeah, my my sheet said Girlies in my defense. But if, if there's a discrepancy or a tie at the end of the year, we'll have to figure that out because I Question, said, questionable. I said opposite ones, but I wrote down. That's very questionable. <laughs> I wrote down both. Yeah, I was a yeah. little bit of a mess last week. I'm always okay. a mess, but whatever. We'll give it to you. I have, I have plenty of time, guys. Plenty of time. Get that record better. And then I, I will say I'll I'll own up. I was only one for three on my calls last week. I did get Eckler right, but I definitely missed on um, the the very bold prediction of Kyler <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. Uh, and then what was my other one? Lock it under ten points. Lock it under ten, which I still I think that was a great. I mean, he he broke history. You were, you were playing the odds there. Yeah, yeah. Odds, yeah. odds failed me. Anyways, I was only one in three. Okay. But that is our predictions for week three of the box scores. Um, maybe real quick, let's kick it around, give some closing statements. What are we what are we feeling for walking into week three? I'm excited to play uh the the you know lesser team named run DMC this week. I was excited that that was my matchup. 
Yeah, nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be curious if the Chubby Girlies. Well, I did pick them to win. I, I think they will win. Can they keep up this pace? I mean, th- this pace is incredible. So we'll see if they can keep it up. I'm I'm curious to see how long the streak will go. Yeah, and then at this point, kind of the, kind of along the same lines, we both picked uh, no keepers league and runs CMC and Ger- or some of us picked Girlies. Wh- which one of those teams are two and zero? All those teams are still? Uh, yeah. Yep. So I, I'm really – I think I'm calling – or kind of a closing statement is I think we'll walk into week four with still three undefeated teams. Okay. I think that's fair. Yeah. I, I think that's going to happen. And then also I would like to give a shout-out to the Arkansas Razorbacks playing the A&M Aggies, two ranked teams in the SEC. Super excited to get to be going to the game. Nice. And AT&T Satan. And hopefully we can pull out a win. Nine years in a row that we have not beat the Aggies. <laughs> that sucks. It does. <laughs> Will this be the year? Sorry, guys. It's got to sorry, be. Sorry to all my Arkansas friends. Sorry to all my Baylor friends who will join the American Athletic Conference pretty soon. Get it hyped. TCU's going back to the Mountain West. Georgia's going to not make the playoff or win anything again this year. So I'm really sorry to all my friends who root for lesser college football teams. You need to throw in a little statement about LSU about this year. <laughs> yeah, listen, listen, they're bad, but we've won three national titles since 2003. That's uh, And been to a fourth. That's, uh, that's pretty, pretty, pretty good. That, only, that's one, all- only one team is better. Baylor's a basketball school, so you know that's, national. That's champs. all in the past, though. Will, what about the present? What about this season? <laughs> Smoking like a true Arkansas fan who wants to forget the past as quickly as possible. Hey, we got a we got a nat- national championship <laughs> in football. And then what Not, year? What year? Nineteen seventy-six. Yeah, I'm gonna say so right. No, Something I think like it's that. I think it's sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. Oh, okay, that's close. I think so. Or sixty-one. Cool. Jerry Jones. Was playing. That's all I remember. Maybe sixty-four. <laughs> was playing. Jerry Jones was playing. Yes. He's like, <laughs> he's so old. Yes, he is. Anyways, guys, love always getting together, talking about fantasy football, and um, Millennium Falcons. Good luck this week. Yeah, big week. Big week. Well, that is all we got for you, folks. Uh, keep it chilly, my friends. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FLFFFL underscore pod. I don't listen to fantasy football podcasts.